Fresh takes. Hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me. As I stated before in many episodes, this is going to be an invincible show. I'm super excited for season two. And this is honestly one of my favorite comic books, and I'm so excited to cover it, and I'm so excited that you guys get to listen to it. Uh, Brandon Klein joins us for this episode, and it's kind of a part two of sorts because we started out as doing Gen V and Invincible, but we decided that like we talked so much about Gen V that I wanted Invincible to get its own kind of like coverage, so we decided to split it. And we, I think we're going to do an episode each week. We'll see. If anything, we're going to do part one and part two by itself. But yes, this is the review for Season 2, Episode 1 premiere. Thank you for joining us. And yeah, you know what? Let's get to it. Cue the music. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Kesha, and Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up. This is kind of a part two of sorts, because we just got done talking about Gen V, and we decided to split up Gen V Invincible Episode 1. So here we are talking about Invincible Episode 1 for Season 2. This is officially going to be the Fresh Takes version of this review. So Fresh Takes, get your Fresh Takes here for Invincible. <laughs> Brandon, hello. Hello. Hello again. Uh, yeah, I just talked to you for two hours, so it doesn't really feel like a hello, but for those yeah, who yeah, yeah. listen to Gen V, it's a hello of sorts. Hello to everyone else. <laughs> so yes, we are an Invincible show. I fucking love this comic. We had a premiere, kind of like a season two preview, like three or four months ago, back in August, I believe. Yeah, or July. a while ago. Because Adam Eve special dropped. I really wanted to talk about it. I was excited that they dropped it. I was excited for season two news. And then it's like, here's Adam Eve, the special. It's like, uh, Brandon, we got to talk about it. And we did talk about it. We did. So we if you want to check out this interview on Invincible, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to hear that episode, please check it out. It's the Invincible. I forget the title. The You'll see it. It says Invincible on it. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> It's in the title. All right, so Invincible, this is going to be kind of a short-ish review. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about Brandon's thoughts. I know what's coming up ahead. I read the comic. It's one of my favorite comics. I read it twice through now. Um, Brandon, you've heard me talk about the comics for oh, yes. many years, and then the show finally came out, and you're like, yep, I understand what you're talking about. Yep, yep, absolutely. And now it's back. We finally get season two, because I think it came out in two. 2020 yeah it feels like it was a long time ago it feels actually really short which makes me feel old because like time's moving so fast the older you get 2020 doesn't seem like it was that long ago but it does seem like it was a long time that invincible came out in between the stories but here we are season two is here my first question for you is how excited were you uh, pretty excited. Uh, I mean, I wasn't exactly aware of when it was going to come out. I haven't been paying that much attention, so it was kind of a nice surprise just to see that the first episode dropped and that I could watch it. Oh, so you, cool. you, you didn't have, circle the date? No, I did not have the date circled. I had two dates circled this week. November 3rd for Invincible Season 2 and your birthday, November 1st. Happy birthday, <laughs> by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
I only remember your birthday because it's the same birthday or same day as my cat's birthday. Oh, well, I was born <laughs> first, so she has you, the same birthday as me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I feel bad, but I'm like I don't usually remember birthdays that oh, often. I'm I remember remembering birthdays. So. I remember my family's birthday, but I'm like, hey, Brandon's birthday today because it's Kiara's birthday. <laughs> so happy! Are you thirty now? I am 30 now. I am. Hey, welcome to yep. the 30 club. Yep. Officially. Did you, uh, were you like me? You immediately woke up in like knee pain or some body pain? <laughs> no, no. Knock on some wood. Luckily, uh, <laughs> I've managed to avoid that thus far. I turned 30, like in five minutes later, I woke up and like, Hey, I'm 30 now, but holy shit. My knee hurts for <laughs> some random reason i'm like is this what happens your body just immediately goes into pain i never had any starts turning on you just starts turning on you luckily nothing yet but i'll keep you posted if anything comes up well i'm happy uh nothing it's like excruciating pain yeah, yeah yeah for sure that's a good thing all right so i was excited obviously i'm it's an invincible show it's been four years it's my favorite one of my no i would say it's top three for favorite comics Invincible Saga, Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. So let's get into, I have a few questions. We'll go into like the question, uh, the episode, and we'll kind of talk about the episode as I ask these questions. Because there wasn't a whole lot in this episode. It, it's it kind of just an episode, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of an origin of sorts um, for one yeah. character. And it's a character Absolutely. that I know very well, but it's the introduction for the, most of the world. So, first question is, did you believe that first scene was happening in our reality? No. I didn't know no. what was going on, but I knew that it wasn't. My first thought wasn't. was, like, so Invincible and Immortal, they're fighting back and forth. And Yeah, yeah, I thought they were, like, training or something at first. I thought so, too. And then, like, Omni-Man came out and slices his arm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. How, like, this is a multiverse story. Yeah. What's your thoughts on like evil invincible? <sighs> Terrifying. <laughs> Honestly. He's, Just he's so, so like cold. Like he breaks uh Adam Eve's neck and paralyzes her. He's like, Oh, he's I can't so... kill you. He's so, so cringe. Just... He's so cringe as like evil though. He's just like, I know you guys think we're the bad guy. Like he talks like he's a high schooler, which I mean makes sense because yeah. he's a high oh. schooler. But it's such plain language. Like I know you guys think we're bad on like the big TV screen, but we're actually doing you good. Think about no cancer. You're gonna be part of an empire. No one's gonna go hungry. And it's like the video through ruins. It's like yeah, oof. This kid does not have a grasp of like what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's just weird because I'm like, how did he turn? Because like our mark was so like anti against it, but like this one just seems like very casual murdering anyone yep. except for the oh. adam eve but but he still i mean arguably does something worse to her arguably. by paralyzing her and just leaving her there like that like so in a world like that i'd probably rather be dead oh yeah almost so all right what's your thoughts on the multiverse well we lately the multiverse has been a big factor in a lot of things <laughs> unfortunately um i will say that uh it was interesting 
I mean, how they kind of pulled it all together. And mm-hmm. I think that the origin of our new main villain, I presume, uh, was very well done. And like made sense. Uh, it like it really like established a very like sympathetic villain. I agree in a sense, and it's very much in the same way as the comics. I think it's. Uh, I was watching a Robert Kirkman like interview. He was going through uh, Honest Trailers version of season one, and mm-hmm. he was like reacting to it, but like he reacted to it like three and a half years later. Okay. And he, he was talking about like how like, oh, this is so tired. It's like, well, to be fair, I wrote this like 20 years ago. Right. So we technically did this first. And I kind of thought about this, like this comic was written 20 years ago. The multiverse story wasn't like as tired as it is now. Oh, well, but yeah, I thought, but it's like, it's inclusion seems very like, ironic because i'm sure someone's like oh of course it's the multiverse yay more more multiverse stories yeah but i do think i do like how they go they use the storyline and how they use angstrom levy and like he's the only character that can cross into the multiverse very much in the way of like america chavez Mm. and dr strange i uh go on I think his like master plan and stuff like the the idea behind it like his ultimate goal was like essentially multiversal peace. Yeah. Like that was his idea and like fixing all these universes and did not want violence at all. In fact, literally kill uh, almost kills himself and all of himself to try to stop invincible from dying. Yeah. He's a uh... initially i know in the comics he didn't want invincible to be killed i don't think in the comics he was as peaceful oriented like he was more i remember him as being more neutral and gaining power not necessarily more good i could Hmm. be wrong too i just know they didn't like they didn't focus on his goals before the accident but in this episode, I do really like how they focus on his goals. He was just genuinely, a, yeah, he was a good person. He was like, "Hey, I'm just going to take the best of all these worlds. I'm going to put them in my brain, and then we're going to make everything better." Yep, yep. There's an answer for everything out there. You just have to share the information across the multiverse. Exactly. All right. So it's revealed that the Eve still lives in the woods. In the comics, it's in Africa. She lives in Africa. Uh, it's a Probably, it, I don't want to say a big change, but definitely a change. She's nearby the town that Mark and um, th- that they go to school instead of halfway across the world, which I don't know how I feel about that's changed. Because I don't know how much it's going to matter or not at this point without it doesn't it doesn't matter that much. It's just more Eve was trying to like fix her being a superhero was fixing like African villages and make sure they have water feeding them, housing them. Like yeah, actually kind of trying to like help the people, not necessarily yeah. just like fighting criminals. And in this one, yeah. it's like I live in the woods. I'm on my own. I'm away from my parents. And I kind of like the comic version of it a lot more. Um, yeah. Amber, Amber, and Mark are back together, as we see. Um, yep. Amber's full like my superhero boyfriend. How do you feel about this couple coming back and then actually seeing them being a couple? Know. 
I'll give it another shot. I, I remember specifically talking in our last podcast about how mm-hmm. I wasn't sold on the relationship by any means through the first okay. season. First question. My question after it is worst couple ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't give them a chance. They're young, young kids mm-hmm. do dumb things. Priorities and stuff like that aren't right. I'm just going to say this. They're very much the perfect like high school relationship. And I mean, perfect yeah. as in like, perfect for what a high school relationship is and i think its development goes where it should go and i want to leave it at that yeah uh debbie is debbie and mark are both dealing with the repercussions of the fallout of everything that happened yeah omni man nolan betraying them right Mm -hmm. um mark got beaten to bits debbie was pretty much told that she's a pet yeah and in the comics, they have a very focused storyline where she's just drinking herself to death every night. She's just watching. She's just depressed. She's a strong, mm. depressed. Like, I've been there. I think a lot of people have been there. Whereas in this show, they kind of do something a little bit different. She is still drinking, but she's she feels like a strong character. Yeah, it seems like she's trying to hold it together. And Even she is she's struggling, but she is doing her best to hold it together. Or she's masking better. Yeah, that could be it too. And I kind of, I like that. I'm like, she, they made her stronger in the first season, in season one, than in the comics, where she was just kind of like a holding character. She was the mom, but she didn't like, she was more weak. Whereas like in this show, she, she is a stronger character overall. Mm. More focus on her. So I just want to, there wasn't much of her story. She talks with uh, Red Rush's white Olga. ex-wife, Olga. Olga. Um, not much happened, but I just wanted to touch up on her character, like, because I think you're gonna see her character. Her character is gonna be has a storyline throughout the comics, and I like just I wanted to touch up on the changes. Mm-hmm. Another change, um, Robot Rudy is failing. He's struggling as the leader of the Guardians, and he gets replaced mm-hmm. by the Immortal. And I think this storyline wasn't touched upon too much, but it was kind of interesting to see, like, he was kind of just a robot before. He was just playing video games as, um, God, I'm uh, blanking on her Monster character. Girl. Monster Girl. Yeah, as she, like, calls it. It's like, hey, you're experiencing fear. Like, you are actually in peril here. Yeah, right. This is, yeah. If something happens, you'll actually get hurt. Mm-hmm. Unlike before where you're safe in your thing. Still in pain, but safe. Yeah, right, right. The Mahler twins, still awesome as ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still some of the I, best characters in the show, honestly. I like their characters. I will. I don't think they get much more story after this. I think this is kind of like the end of their like. You don't story. know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know because they, they put in other characters. But from the like, yeah. comic storyline, I don't remember them coming back much, which is sad. But I will I say love, like they're. Oh, I oh. love how they're like meathead muscle guys but they're also like the smartest people which makes sense because they clone themselves like you had to be pretty damn smart in order to like clone yourself and do all this stuff but they talk like meatheads yeah i respect the fact that you know they are that intelligent they're smart yeah you don't see that too often i just realized like one of the characters i'm writing is very much similar to the Mueller twins and i'm just like ooh, did i did i take that like that character I think, I think the Mahler by? twins enjoy violence a bit more than than your character does. That's fair. That is very fair. 
I like their prison escape though. I like the dialogue of the prison escape with the the guards like, hey, you know, back up. And he's like, you know, you should be nice to us. We didn't kill you last time. Yeah. You know, we and, will and, escape again. And if you're mean to us, we will kill you. Yeah, if you uh, yeah, and we won't kill you again as long as you give us good food. <laughs> I, I just like I just like that bargaining. Me working with like uh I work with behaviors with kids and a lot of times like there's a lot of bargaining that goes back and forth and I just appreciated that back and forth and just immediately there's a portal and like oh yeah she's like oh I guess we're out (laughs) (laughs) and they're like oh the guy's like hell they're escaping again like oh this was easier than I thought and I remember the comics being very similar to that so um uh, so we get to see angstrom's story a little bit more um because he they brings them to a different universe and they kind of like make fun of his powers a little bit and they guess it right on the oh like, yeah right on the I money like that too yeah I, I, lo- I just like how they just sh- it shows how smart they are they they yeah. understand the context of like oh we're in a new ga- or we're in a new multiverse you but the reason why we're so deep below ground yeah is because this is the only place you could pull us out yeah it's like a cool like reveal of powers like it's a cool um info dump while also like um exploring like exploring the lore of other characters like it was just well written i agree um <laughs> i like the line where it's like why would we help you he's like well you can help me or you don't help me but if you don't help me i'm just gonna leave you here Yep. Or in any other universe that you would want to like. Like, oh, fair point. We'll follow you. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty fair. And I just like their lines. Like, man, I miss working for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no so sick of working for anybody else. Yeah. Because they just so, got done working for Robot, and now here they are working for another character. But that is what yep. they did in the comics. Um, so Mark's trying to get in with I why Cecil. He's trying to, he's going through depression. He's fighting other heroes. He's just kind of going through the motions, saving the day. And he's trying to get back. And immediately they're like, okay, go, uh, smaller twins are up to something. Go figure it out. They do the experiment with like a hundred, like other angstroms. And it's like the weirdest experiment you could like possibly jump into. Yeah, right. You walk into a room with just a bunch of the same person all strapped (laughs) to some giant machine. You're just like, what the hell is going on? Either way, I got to stop it. But like, I like how they pin Invincible as like the bad guy here because like in a weird way, he was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he stopped something that would be incredibly amazing and hmm. turn it into what it's going to be this season. Yep, absolutely. Like caused, I mean, caused this, and then the explanation behind it afterwards of him, because uh, like the the line he said earlier that in ninety some percent of the universes, Invincible joins Omni Man. Oh, mm-hmm. hello, I'm here. Hello, can you hear me? Oh no, hello? he oh. lost you. I'm back. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, it just did that the thing. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I got kicked that out real. Oh, okay. You're I'm still on. Now. Oh, weird. Either Could way. Do that. But we're back. Yeah. Uh but uh what I was saying was the the line that in ninety percent of the universe is invincible joins Omni Man and mm-hmm. takes everybody out. 
So it makes sense for the majority of the angstroms out there to have this deep resentment towards Invincible. And once he takes all of their personalities in, now 90% of him has that resentment towards Invincible. Yeah, and not to spoil too much, but he does, like, that core, that memory that he has, like, he goes out for revenge. Like, he goes from wanting to save Invincible and, like, taking it off his helmet to, like, save Invincible to personally having revenge against him. And this, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, don't spoil. But we're going to see an arch villain of sorts. Okay. And that's it's as far as I'm going to go from like what the comics is. And I, I, I was surprised that Angstrom Levy was in the first episode. But I love right that. I think, yeah. Right off the bat. But I think it's the right choice because like he is going to be the season two villain. I or At least for part one that we're going to get. Part two, I'm not sure. But part one, he's going to be the villain. And I kind of called that a little bit too. In our uh, preview episode. Yeah, I remember that. Because I think part two goes in a different direction. But we'll see. I don't know. I I only know the comics. I have no idea what they're going to do with the show. But I'm excited because I love... Uh, Angstrom Levy's probably my favorite villain in the comics. He seems pretty interesting. I'm excited to see what he does with basically infinite knowledge and the power to get anything from anywhere and the deep hatred oh yeah Invincible. and i will yeah. say this the multiverse isn't like the storyline for invincible so if, if you're tired of the multiverse like this is probably the most multiverse of seasons because there is one big story arc with it but then it kind of goes into it's it's this universe that we're talking about okay um, I just wrote in my notes, plants for revenge, not plans, plants. <laughs> gotta, I, gotta get those greens. <laughs> gotta get those greens. All right. What was your thoughts on the first episode? I thought it was great. I think it did a good job introducing a new villain that I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see what's going to happen. Uh, I was curious how they were going to handle the fallout after the last season and kind of yep. exploring, uh, invincibles, uh, or Mark's kind of like trauma and like almost ptsd like when he is uh sees those super villains fighting and like the buildings like collapsing oh right yeah, yeah and he has like a flashback of being held through that train and killing all those people and just seeing the damage that he was a part of even though he didn't directly cause it but he was there uh destroying all those buildings and stuff in chicago or just him talking about it like you know he kind of revealed that like he he has survivor's guilt yep hardcore oh, survivor's guilt he, he and he has to like be talked to like you didn't kill those people right but you hear him say like but i didn't save them they'd still die by my hand or my yep. face my arms <laughs> my body my whole face yeah. just being shoved into a train and everyone's you know dying as i can see it all like that's fucking traumatizing as hell oh yeah. you know especially when you are a hero you have that hero complex and you want to save yep. everybody being like the object Forced. that murders yeah like yeah it's it's bad um what, what rating would you give this i think a solid four for sure solid four i was like i was thinking three plus range 
I, yeah. but maybe, maybe I'm under it. I thought it was, it was, it was good. Maybe, maybe four minus. I think, I think the stuff with Angstrom Levy is what really, I don't know. I think introducing a villain and having like proper time to really give you some background mm-hmm. and an origin and stuff like that. I think that does wonders for a story. Maybe so I, I mean, too, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too harsh on it. Cause I will say like, when I think about this episode, it was a table setting episode for like the heroes, but also the perfect origin story for what's going to be a bigger villain. Yep. And it, the way it led right into it, like showing like the world after what happened on mm-hmm. in the other universes, showing like Mark joining with Invincible and kind of like laying the groundwork for like what could have happened and what other places are experiencing and stuff like that. And then, I don't know. I think it. I think it was a good job. All right, I'm. I'm curious because I like the dynamic that we have. We're both big fans of it, but I'm like a super fan who knows kind of like where the story's going. You, for the most part, don't. From like, other than maybe what you may might have watched on YouTube or what I've told you a little. I bit. I really haven't done a lot of digging. Yeah, pretty much just from okay. what you've told me. Where do you think the story's going? that i'm not sure i mean obviously uh levy is going to try to get to invincible somehow but yeah. how he's gonna do that i have no idea the i, I know there's the opportunities a couple... and the potential like i don't know like he could gather a whole army from the multiverse kind of thing to come after mm-hmm. him i mean he almost had him killed just because of the the maulers that he had sick suck on him they almost killed him I'm excited because, like, yeah, I'm like, whoa, wait, what do I say? What do I don't say? Um, yeah. I'm excited for it because it, what happens in the comics is pretty grand in scale, but there's also scenes that are small and personal. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's it's a fun ride. It really is. Angstrom Levy is, like, the... There's a lot of other villains that we'll see moving forward that are amazing. There's a lot of amazing villains in this show, uh, in this comic and going to be in this show. Omni Man being one of them. Oh, of course, absolutely. But uh, Angstrom Levy is probably my favorite, but he's not like the biggest one. But he's the most personal, almost. Yeah, I mean, he feels. I don't know. Like they they made him really sympathetic, like at least in the show, to where mm-hmm. you feel like. He was a real person that actually, you know, the path to to hell is paved with good intentions kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So and I feel like that's very much kind of the road that he's gone down, you know, started right. as, you know, trying to do something heroic and turns into something far for less sure. heroic. All right, I have two more questions for you, and then we can call it good for okay. this episode. All right. When will Mark start being a good hero? When do you think he's going to start actually becoming a great hero? Because he fucking sucks. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a it's a confidence thing, probably. Yeah. You know, I think I he's will... got to. The trick is, is he got to find his own way to be his good hero. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that listening and doing exactly what Cecil says is the right path for him either, necessarily. Yeah. But. He's I like that. that say... I like you say that because the comic does touch on that a little bit. And I will say it is very intentional that he sucks because this whole storyline is about how he becomes great. Okay. 
That makes sense. And so, Everyone's and I'm excited for it. And I think I, oh, another two. real quick thing that I got to mention. I loved the fact that they said "Invincible" probably 20 times in this episode, <laughs> and they oh, saved I, the title card for the very end. Thank and you for bringing the that last time they said it and it title carded. Yeah, that thank was you for bringing that up because yep. that, I like I completely forgot I was going to bring that up. Um, yeah, I didn't write it down. That was. Like I 20 times, thing. like every time there's like you, they, they lead up to it. Like you think it's going to title card and then nope, they just say invincible. They're, they're fucking with you. They're fucking yep. with us this entire episode. They know it annoyed people. So they did it on purpose. Yeah. And then the very last one, I, I can't even remember who it was. Was it, was it the Mahler talking about it or was it Levy that said, I think it, it was, it was Levy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got and the invincible it, title card. That was great because, like, the uh, in the trailer, they actually did it the first time. So when they first first say "Invincible" on the screen, remember we are boom. That's where the trailer cuts. So like mm. during the episode, I was like, "All right, it's going to cut here," and like, "Oh, they said it." Yeah, it's like jarring every it. time they said it. It was like jarring. <laughs> but they they stopped in the speech, like you know, like blah 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 invincible it's like you yeah oh yeah, fuckers. Did, yeah every you time. know what you're doing <laughs> yeah every time i love it i i yeah. like i think it's really smart and brilliant that they're just fucking with us because they know people yeah. were complaining about it and i like that they're like you know what we're gonna keep going a little bit yep. tidbit for you uh you want to know why all the why omni man has a mustache why does omni man have a mustache okay so the creators cory walker and robert kirkman when they made the show, they wanted Omni-Man to be like the dad. And both their dads had mustaches growing up. So they decided to give Omni-Man a mustache. Because like when they think of dad, when they think of fatherhood, they think of a man with a mustache. So, and they, they, they're like, you know what? We're just going to make it a whole, like, um, a culture thing for Viltrumites. Like, culturally, you just grow a mustache. Like, you are known to have a mustache. And they're like, and like Robert Kirkman, he's like, you know, what, is it silly? Yeah, it kind of is silly. But you know what? We had fun with it. Fuck it. It's it's a thing now. Yeah, it might be a little silly, but it definitely like it it works. Yeah, you know, like, like they're alien species, you know, like it, it it's within the realm of, you know, like you can suspend your disbelief for an alien race all having mustaches. <laughs> I wish the ladies in the species had <laughs> mustaches I had mustaches. It would just be hilarious. But I think it, they were thinking it was like a little bit too much. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Last question. Then we'll end this. Which character are you rooting for the most? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. And if your answer is Mark, I feel like that's okay. But I'm gonna ask you what's your like non-Mark. Nah, I think you know. There's definitely. I think they they did a good job. You know, building up Levy to the mm -hmm. point where like you almost want some sort of good ending or something you know obviously he's going down a bad path now but i feel like i'd be interested to see if if he's gone completely in the dark side and it's just like completely gone or if there's any salvaging what he was kind of thing oh i'm uh yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, don't say anything. Yeah, don't say anything. <laughs> it's weird when I know the answer because like, the yeah, show's yeah, yeah. gonna mostly go with like the comics, but uh, it's it's great. Uh, yeah. I think the character I'm rooting for, like Mark, is definitely like the character I root for the most because he's the main character, obviously. But the other character, Levy's up there, but I'm gonna say Muller twins. 
I just straight up like yeah. enjoy them anytime they're yeah. on. I don't ah, I think this is the last major storyline with them. I don't remember them being in anything else, which is sad. But this is a show. They're doing something a little bit different. I think they might be back more often than we, I think they will be. Yeah. Which doesn't make so. sense. That's an oxymoron of a statement. I'm going to call myself out there. I think <laughs> they're going to be more important than I think they are. That doesn't work. Okay. They're gonna... <laughs> you think they're going to be more important than they were in the comics. Yes. Yes. If the show follows the comics, then this is the last storyline. But I think they're so popular. I think they're going to bring them a little bit more. Have them thrown in the mix a little bit more here or there. God damn Oxymoron statements. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say on Vincible's uh, episode one? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, think, I think we talked about it. I'm very excited to see the next one. What, what day does it come out? Is it uh, I, think it's, I think it's every... It might Friday? be Thursdays. I think it was Friday, but it came on a uh, day early. Okay. Well, so I'll be looking I, forward to watching it next week. Oh, I am too. And Especially now I know, that Gen V is over. I, so, yeah, we have to figure out if we're going to do each episode or if we're just going to wait to part four. But we'll talk about that after we're done recording. Yeah. So, all right. This is it. This is Brandon Klein. Thank you for joining us. This is Jake Sherbing, the host <laughs> for Don't Evolve Me. And, yeah, this... This episode was the 